listening to Filmed in Canada, a podcast about Canadian movies. Thanks for listening again. I'm William. And I'm Alexander. And uh, in a moment, I'll uh, tell you about a special guest we have on today. Uh, Why not right now? Well, we could, but we can also get rid of that uh, how to contact us stuff ahead of time so we don't uh, sure. uh, keep Darren at the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, his name's Darren. Yes, surprise. Also, if you uh, looked at the show notes before you downloaded the episode, you'd know who the guest is. Mm. But our um, other content is on our website, filmedincanada.net. You can email us at filmedincanada at gmail.com. Especially, we'd like to see see an email from you if you leave us a review on iTunes. uh, Because if you let us know that you've left a review on iTunes, we will take a recommendation for a future movie to discuss on the podcast. Or alternatively... Uh, be considered a uh, a voting member of our upcoming ballot on the best movie shot in Vancouver. Yes, so an exciting time to get your voice heard twice. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, um, you can you can be in contact with us through our Facebook page. So look for us on Facebook, Film the Canada podcast. Uh, follow us on the Twitter, Film the Canada, which. Uh, Ends with a D-U-H. You guys on the deep web, too? What is the deep web? Oh, it's a scary place. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Probably not, then. <laughs> no, no, no. But you could tell us all about it, too. I actually I don't know there. anything about it. I, I, had, just, I, had, I, just... I had a friend in, in university that was trying to create, I don't know if the deep web and the dark web are the same, but... Maybe he was it was the dark to, web. He, yeah. he, but he was trying to create, like a, like, a dark internet that would essentially function on... The existing servers, but all of the all of the traffic would be completely anonymous, right? So it would just kind of piggyback off of the existing bandwidth and infrastructure. But he he failed. Yeah. Well, I've heard I've, I've heard it's a, a place where nefarious things happen. You know, like, you know, every, anything that you can think of illegally or illegal is a that's a commodity there. But yeah. I don't even know how to deep get web. there. I don't think if you just type in dark web or deep web <laughs> yeah. in Google, it's going right. to just take you there. Yeah. Right. Um, no, we wouldn't be on the deep webs because I think it's hard enough to find our podcast. Ah. <laughs> but All right. Our special guest today, he's a family man, a world traveler. He's the owner-operator of Black Dog Video, which is uh, the, the last two remaining video stores in Vancouver, uh, possibly in Canada. No, no, there's lots in Canada. Lots of Canada, <laughs> yes, okay. yeah. But in the known universe, uh, they are a small, uh, small grouping. So. Yes, yes. Not too many of us left. Yeah, Darren Gay, welcome to our podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Also, you have your own podcast. Yes, yeah. My a uh, couple of my employees and I, we do a, a movie podcast. Of course, um, it's called Black Dog After Dark because we record in the video store after we close. Uh, usually on Sunday nights, we uh, have a few pops and uh, talk about movies that the. I guess the gist of our podcast is we go back and we uh, we watch movies we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. Mm. So it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun revisiting uh, older films, and it can be a little disappointing too when you <laughs> <laughs> you love something and you go, "Oh, that wasn't very good." Yeah. But uh, most of them, most of them have still you know stood the test of time. So, but yeah, it's just more fun than anything else. We tend to run long because we tend to just don't stop talking about movies. We did, we did one of, uh, on Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, and, and well, we had a few extra guests. So there's a lot. There's five of us doing it. Yeah. And it's a long movie, and with five people, it was like two and a half hours long. Yeah. So nobody wants to listen to a podcast that's two and a half hours long. So we have to yeah, take some have, people do. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> I would like to listen to. It. I thought it was pretty great, but yeah. But um, we have a website, and I do a newsletter as well, and I'll put all the information. In that stuff when it's ready. 
Uh, Blackjack Video has been in business for about 22 years? 22 years, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and you've been uh, the owner? Yeah, I started it. Operator uh, yeah. From the start. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many years has it been since that reporter showed up to do the story about the death of video stores? Oh, I've had a few uh, people show up to do the death of video stores. Probably, it's, it was when, probably when Videomatica closed. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that was maybe about five years ago. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I think, yeah, 2012, 2013. I can't really, really exactly like remember. When they, when they downsized into Zulu? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like the small sales outlet in Zulu yeah. now. But when they, you know, they, they gave their collections to the universities. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Happy Bats went and uh, Independent Flicks went. And then two years ago, um, Limelight closed. So those were like the sort of the and applause also on uh, on commercial. Those are sort of the, the the best stores in town. And then once they all closed, and because we were the only ones left, we kept getting you know people that's a video stores. <laughs> and yeah, I remember one time I, uh, I I was quite angry with uh, the way the interview was going, and it just it didn't come out very well at all. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. I just I think it's something like I said something like um, Netflix is just another nail in the coffin. Of the video stores, so apparently that uh, that line made it into like um, USA Today. <laughs> I know it's insane because oh. I guess they were looking for they wanted the they wanted the story the way they wanted it. You know, it yeah. didn't really matter that we were still doing okay. Yeah, they just wanted us to fit into that. Sorry, was that a quote that you? Gave yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a quote that I gave. I I, sh- I wasn't thinking. You know, yeah, I was like yeah. I was getting a little pissed off at the uh, the way the interview was going, and, and so and yeah. there were probably a number of factors went into why I was. Yeah. Like, uh, but you know, was, I've I've learned. I've been interviewed a number of times um, for various things about the video stores, and I've just learned just to sort of you know not say anything you might regret, yeah. even like remotely or taken out of context. So so someone's stuff is taken out of context when you do that kind of thing. Yeah. It becomes a little frustrating. So, but in terms of um, in terms of Netflix, I mean, I I see it almost being a positive for your business in a way, and especially given that you don't have any competitors at this point, because like Netflix is at basically any online streaming service, even iTunes, like their catalogs can be pretty limited. Yes, they're pretty they're pretty dire in their selection. Yeah, the, the only thing that I think, in my opinion, anyways, that the thing that Netflix has going for them is some of their original content. Yeah, like some of it's pretty good. And but the more original content that they've created, the less, the less they've movies. focused on their catalog. Yeah, because yeah. I remember one time I was looking, uh, they had a, a section on their uh, the Netflix thing for seven classic 70s movies. Yeah. They had six movies. Yeah. And I was like, seriously? Yeah, why, why even and, have why and even you have go to that? the Canadian section and there's like... Oh, they have a Canadian yeah, section? probably yeah. 20 or something, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think at the outset, when when streaming was the big thing... People were kind of excited about it and like, oh, I don't have to go out and try and buy a movie or, or rent a movie anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, there's still stuff that that you can't find. Yeah, so. I think I think people sort of realize that it's just not all that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 convenient. You don't have to leave the house, but you know, it's a sacrifice you're making. You know, you're wa- you're you're watching something you may not want to watch just mm-hmm. because you know it's there. Mm-hmm. You'll flip around. You'll spend 20 minutes picking something you probably watched already. Mm-hmm. As opposed to going out to the video store where, you know, you make a you know, concerted effort to leave the house, go someplace. You know, you look, you pick something out and, you know, you talk to some people, you have movies, whatever. Even if you do, you don't. It's fine. You go home, you're going to watch it no matter what. Yeah. Because you're committed. You paid for it. You're committed to watch it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Netflix, you know, you're, you know, I'll watch, you know, watch 20 minutes of it and then you know, flip to something else, flip to yeah. something else. There's no commitment there. 
Yeah. But um, to be honest, I think there's probably room for you know uh, for both. As I said, you know yeah. the the on the uh, original content and then our great movie selection, and also with like Netflix, they don't carry like any HBO stuff. So, so unless you want to do Netflix and HBO and Crave and Hulu and all the other, you know, then you're you know, you're looking at a lot of money. Yeah. So it's uh, we have everything, which uh, I like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was recently watching the the episode of Parks and Recreation where they um, they kind of showcase the video store in town that's that's failing. Oh yeah, do you have you seen that? No, I haven't. Okay, it's I like quite to watch good. that because I like that show. Yeah, so Jason Schwartzman, he's like the guest star and he he runs the the shop. Awesome. And, um, it's kind of an exaggeration of what a video store is because it's like you know he they only they only rent out the art house stuff right. and um, you know like they're showing a screening of Paths of Glory. And, and like he, he basically, it's, it's as if he doesn't even know what popular movies are or anything. Whereas any video store, like you would have started 22 years ago, whatever the, whatever was on VHS at the time would have predominantly been the really popular stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. and then like the, the art house stuff on the side. So it's, it's a bit exaggerated, but eventually what ends up happening is the government has to buy them out. Uh, or not buy them out, but but just get basically give them write them a check so that they can stay operating. Oh, I would but like that. But then ends up um, he basically ends up taking that money and turning it into a porn store. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, which is even kind of funnier because you know porn, like who would rent or buy porn yeah. DVDs anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's even a that as a business option. A porn only store is kind of less viable than what you have going at Black Dog. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you have a section that features Canadian movies at the mm-hmm. store. Now, does it does that make a difference to your customers to have a Canadian section? I think so. It makes a difference to me. I like having having a Canadian section and you know supporting Canadian films. Mm-hmm. It's the only um, like well, I guess as opposed to maybe I don't know, some of the foreign countries that we have. We don't have like an American section. We don't have a British section. Mm-hmm. Section. We don't have like an Australian section. But I like having a Canadian section. People, you know, people. There are people that do like Canadian films, and they yeah. and then they they know where to go. To get them, and so I think it's I think it's important to have a Canadian section, you know, mm-hmm. feature, you know, our country's film. So yeah. yeah. What are some of the popular movies uh, on that Canadian section? That well, to? of course, you know, Cronenberg. Anything Cronenberg, it's uh, he, it's still renting really well. Um, Xavier Dolan, his stuff is a good renter, and uh, Adam McGorry and stuff, of course. Um, Cube was a really good renter for us. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty fun film. Um, yeah, just uh, sort of the more kind of popular ones, I guess, uh, for Canadian. You know, um, they come and go. Like uh, Bruce McDonald ones, his earlier ones were really good renters. Later ones, not so much. <laughs> um, yeah, those, those kind of things. Okay. Yeah. So the movie today that we're talking about is Face Off from 1972. Uh, and uh, Darren, you're the one who recommended this movie for us. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's obviously featured. Uh, that that is, it's part of your uh, catalog at the store. Yeah. Uh, had you watched it before? I had never seen it before. No. Okay. Um, I had a, a good friend uh, that I actually play hockey with. It's his favorite movie. He loves old school hockey mm. and um, I guess '60s, '70s counterculture kind of stuff. Mm. And this movie kind of so it had both. Yeah. And. Uh, and he actually gave me a burnt copy of it a long time ago. I never watched it. And then uh, it finally got a, a nice DVD release um, a few years ago. And so I picked it up. But I haven't yet to watch it. And then this opportunity came along. And I said, oh, I'll watch this. And I'll force some other people to watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. And yeah, I was saying that I had just by chance picked it up out of the use bin at Videomatic a while mm-hmm. back. So I was also 
not necessarily itching to watch it, but I, right. it was on my uh, my list. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, correction. I think I said it was released in 72. It's, it's from 1971. 71, yeah. 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 Uh, the director is George McGowan, and it was written by uh, George Robertson. Um, this movie is almost a textbook example of a Canadian production. Like, everyone involved in it is pretty much Canadian. Yeah. It's funded by the earlier, uh, the earlier incarnation of Telefilm, uh, mm. the, the CF. DC or whatever it was called. Uh, the NHL participates in it. So yeah, the uh, the uh, it's amazing the uh, access they had to yeah. to the Leafs and uh, and all the other teams too. So yeah, that's that's was the big draw for me to watch because I you know I grew up. I was like I guess I would be six or seven when this movie came out. I didn't watch it, but I liked hockey then, mm-hmm. and you know I liked the Leafs and I liked the Philadelphia Flyers and the the Bruins and stuff. So it was it was a treat to you know yeah. see this and see that see like you know Gordy Howe and Bobby Orr and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah, when I when I was watching it, the um, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, is it. Was it Anderson or oh uh, Derek Sanderson Chief, Chief Chief yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure who George who, Armstrong George Armstrong George Armstrong, yeah, Armstrong. They call him okay. Army as well yeah right um, yeah when he when he came on camera and started talking I was like this guy must be a hockey player yeah <laughs> yeah because you know he's not an actor yeah. but he has a he, he's got a great voice well no he, yeah and I, th- I feel like he has a great presence in the movie yeah. too like yeah. he, he he definitely brings just kind of a natural mm-hmm. feel to it yeah but at the same time it's like like this. This is too good to be true. Like, yeah. there's, like there's no, there's no character actor in the world and yeah. that would be good enough at, they, at playing this guy. Yeah, yeah this, uh, the script kind of gives him lines that are a bit too loaded for what mm. he can deliver naturally. But yes, yeah, yes, yeah, he actually has one of my favorite lines in the movie too. So, yeah. uh, I think the thing that clued me into the fact that there was real hockey players was when they were at that bar. They make it a point to say, "Oh, Derek Sanderson is sitting at this table," mm-hmm. and then he mumbles through his lines. Oh, he sure does. <laughs> also, just the presence of facial scars, yeah, <laughs> is a good tip. Yeah. yeah, at least they had all their teeth in. Yeah. I guess they had their plates and stuff for the movie. Yeah. Okay, so who wants to do a quick plot recap? So, to, just to give context to our listeners who may have not seen this. Well, it was, um, I guess it's a sort of, uh, you know, one of those, those, uh, not, I would, it's not called a rags to riches story. It's a, you know, the young guy starts playing hockey when he's a little kid. I love the scenes when he's playing hockey with his dad in the pond. And yeah. they, they show him like a little older, a little older yeah. with those wooden sticks. Yeah. No helmets, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Although they were wearing some kind of head protection when he was in the minors. Yeah. It was weird. It was like a, like a leather. It yeah. was like a, one of those old timey leather football helmets. From, but like, then the once 20s. he got up to the NHL level, they were just like, yeah. no, nope, we're not going to care yeah, about that. No. And there was, there was one guy on the Leafs who wore, I think it was Paul Henderson, uh, wore a helmet. I, maybe he had some concussion issues or not, but there's only one guy who wore a helmet in the yeah. whole movie. Yeah, but it was fun just seeing like to see them play out in the pond and, and that kind of and that kind of stuff. And you know, and they, when it says the, the opening in the film uh, starring blah 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 and the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole the whole organization. I guess they were instrumental in uh, in filming this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it just shows him, you know, um, getting older and then, you know, trying out for the Leafs because he's a superstar when he was younger. And yeah, I, I thought when he, he got the, the call for the, uh, being a, the player with the Leafs to try out and stuff, he looked pretty old for a rookie. <laughs> well, but that's the thing because I looked, I looked him up and uh-huh. he actually only was like 22 or 23 when they made this movie. Art Hindle was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I could have sworn he would have been like 30. He looked oh. like 38 or something. I know, I know. <laughs> but then all of the hockey players look really old too. Yeah. And, and some actually are old. They're in but the yeah, no, he, so he was born in 1948 and okay. they would have filmed this in 7071. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, there you go. I stand corrected. <laughs> But yeah, then then uh, and then he meets the, uh, the the folks the folk singer at the the bar that were you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Sherry, played by uh, Tree Young. Yeah, yeah, I had a 
tough time watching her. She was personally, I could not stand her. <laughs> I didn't understand her whole character through the whole movie, and yeah. uh, and the music was it's 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 dated, but it's of the era, so yeah. it's fine. At least they it, they do have a few credited songwriters. Like it seems like they did actually put some effort into writing some original songs for the movie, so it, right. wasn't, it wasn't as if they were just licensing the cheapest band they could find. Or yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wouldn't say they were the they were the best of of the era. No, 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 they weren't. <laughs> I thought uh, Billy. Duke. Billy, Billy Duke. Duke. Yeah. I thought Billy Duke and Sherry looked kind of like a young Rob Lowe and Simple Shepherd. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I was, and so I was wondering why, why would I think that they've been in a movie together? But I, I couldn't quite place that. Though Rob Lowe was in a young hockey blood. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not particularly a good hockey movie, but a <laughs> hockey movie nonetheless. So. Do you guys happen to have that in your catalog? I think we do. I'm pretty oh, sure we do. Yeah. Yeah, because because we were uh, we had someone recommend that to us recently. Oh. Although I guess it's it's Canadian connection is somewhat tenuous. Just that just that it was shot here. Shot here, I think. But yeah. um, I think since. But I, I was looking it up and it seemed like it was pretty hard to track down. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have it. Okay. Uh, that'd be a fun one to do because yeah. uh, it's always fun to you know do movies that aren't that great. Yeah. And talk <laughs> about them, but I think that would be a fun one to watch for sure yeah. and, and chat about. So it seems like Billy's main issue is. Is he going to commit to being part of the Leafs, or is he going to uh, be with Sherry? You see, I don't know why he can't do both. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it made no sense to me why. And and, and like the, the other thing I had a problem with, because um, he starts off, he's like the top scorer in every every level of hockey he's played. Yeah. You know, he's got the hands, he's got the speed. But then he gets to the Leafs, and he's expected to be like a tough guy. Yeah. And I don't know why that they and that would they would go that route. And then mm. because that was the conflict between her. And uh, and Billy because she didn't like the fighting and yeah. the aggressiveness of hockey and stuff and I well yeah but also also he's kind of like made out to be not a team player when in his first game he scores a single goal yeah like, <laughs> that's pretty good you score and it's, a goal and it's in your like first and game. it's like they 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 won five to three and he was the third star. So it's like, how does that math add up? Like, wouldn't, yeah. you, wouldn't you need to be scoring multiple points in a game to be even considered to be a star? Well, I guess if you have a good game, you know, if you were... Maybe you, yeah, you but, they, but like they, all they really alluded to was that he scored a single goal. I know, I know. It, <laughs> and like, I don't know much about hockey, but it doesn't seem to make sense to me. That. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see... He was, as far as I could tell, he was... A, Team player, he you know. Yeah. It's if you're like, especially if you're sort of a tough guy, you're sticking up for your other teammates, which yeah. you know endears you to your teammates. And yeah. uh, and I I don't know why that was a problem. Yeah, I think I think part of the issue there might be that they were filming actual NHL games, mm-hmm. and so to create an eventual narrative out of that might have been a bit challenging because obviously the the player that they got to wear number eighteen to wear Billy Duke's number. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. I looked it up. But, I can't remember his name. Um, he was he was a pretty decent lookalike. Yeah. And, but obviously, like they can't be like, oh, you know, can you do this in this game, and and so that so that we can tell this part of the narrative. They just have to use whatever the footage they can cobble together. Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if they did did they like shoot other stuff like just with uh like, like on top of an actual game. Yeah. So so there were a couple. There were there would be like occasional insert shots with Art Hindle on the ice. Mm-hmm. So they would have probably just gotten some some minor league players or or whoever to fill in for that stuff, but. Most of the gameplay was was with this other bu- double and yeah. the actual Leafs or and whoever whatever team they were playing. Yeah, yeah. So all, all the arena stuff is yeah. actual games. So like that that results in some really good quality hockey on ice. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily translate into creating a narrative about it versus something like Goon, where you know they've got an entire team of 
actors slash hockey players and they can actually get on the ice and, and tell create a story more of yeah. a yeah. create more of a more of a sports movie type thing as opposed to a as opposed to a hockey game with a sports movie attached to yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe maybe a hockey game hockey games with a melodrama attached to it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's noticeable how the how the game footage is all shot behind the glass, like on the yeah. audience side. There's nothing. There's, the camera's never positioned on the ice, uh, except for a few of those occasional inserts with mm-hmm. with him. And on little, the little some yeah. close ups when he's like yeah. j- jumping. Like when in the he scored that stuff. goal in the first in the first Leafs game, they they were definitely on the ice, or or, or they used some zoom lens or whatever. But mm. there maybe they just didn't have the technology yeah. at the time. You know, steady cams weren't around, and yeah. so maybe that might have been it. The cameras are probably big and bulky, and mm-hmm. who knows. <laughs> like a hazard out there or something. Yeah. So the players that are on his team, on Billy's team, they're the active Leafs of yeah. that season. Of that, of yeah. That, so that, I looked yeah. up. I looked it up on Wikipedia. They just got one of the Leafs players to change his number for that mm. season and and play as um, as Duke, and then and then all the right. all the footage is actual players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So George Armstrong, who's nicknamed Chief in the in the movie, mm-hmm. um, is he is 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 he is he native? Like, yeah, he, I looked him up as that? well. His mother was Ojibwe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's why they called him Chief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, and he talks yeah. about being an Indian. And right. Himself. Okay. Also, he's uh, on the internet. It says his other nickname was uh, Big Chief Shoot Puck. Really? Yeah. Big oh, Chief Shoot the Puck. Oh Christ! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it was of the era, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. But he's he's forty one at the time of filming. Is yeah, that, he 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 was like in the uh, the yeah. end of the end of his that, career. That, yeah, that was his final season. So presumably uh, that's why he had such a large part was that he wasn't going back to the NHL, so he could take a few months and and shoot the the actual scene, dialogue right. scenes that he had in the movie. Well, that's yeah. cool. Oh, okay, because yeah, yeah I, I think players played longer back then. Yeah, um, like I know Gordy Howe played into his fifties. Yeah, yeah, he actually. No, there were a lot yeah. of there were a lot of gray haired balding dudes on, yep. on the ice there <laughs> yeah. and you could tell yeah. because they didn't they, have helmets on they looked old and worn a lot of them <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah. which is great that's that's why i like a I like a hockey of that era because they just look like they they look like hockey players from, yeah you know this it was pretty good let's talk about the chief then he's the captain of the team and uh, he's a captain yeah. yeah and then he's uh he's bunk mates with billy when they're on the road right i guess um, sort of taking him under his wing kind of thing the, yeah. you know the mm-hmm. rookie and stuff like that yeah you, you said you have, you have a you uh, my, yeah my what was my favorite i wrote it down here um if I scored 50 this year, they'd want me to score 50 next year. Right. So that's why he doesn't, he just, you know, he was happy scoring like 15 or 20 goals. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy goes, you can score 50 this year, you know, because he's, he's good. And, but uh, he didn't want to have to, you know, the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like that scene in the bar where he's talking to the drunk guy and he, he calls him old timer. Oh, then, right. And Billy, Billy says, so you know that guy? He said, no, I've never seen him before. Yeah. But it's just, I like that, I like this idea of, of, of these guys who are just like, you know, in the public, and they they're recognized, and they have to have a dialogue with them, and they just they just treat them like, oh yeah, we're you know they're we're just friends. regular guys. Yeah. They're, they're, that's their job. You know, they're not millionaires. They're not uh, you know world famous or anything like. Well, they might be in the hockey world, anyways. But you know, they hang out at the bar. They go see you know whatever act is playing. They talk to you know, and they just it's just they're just regular guys. You know, like that's probably the way it was back then. I imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, just the 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 access to the the stars was you know whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't have bodyguards and, you know, ushered into limos after the game and yeah, yeah, yeah. airplanes and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was nice to see. Uh, so it was nice to see John Vernon too as the uh, as the coach. Mm. That guy's always played a prick. Everything he's in, you know, like uh, Animal House, and but he's always a, was, and he's he looks the same. He's one of those guys that kind of always looked old. Yeah, but it was I like I like seeing him too. It was, mm-hmm. it was good. So a good chunk of the movie is taken up by this budding relationship with. Um, 
with the sort of hippie counterculture girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I I can't, Darren, you, you, I don't know if this was on mic or off mic. I can't can't remember where we're at here, but you, you were kind of saying that that the whole conflict of whether he's going to be with Sherry or, or be a hockey player is just kind of contrived. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're, to me, it was like they're trying to force some sort of, uh, you know, had some sort of conflict into the into the story, and it didn't need to be there. And it, I didn't get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get what I like. I can understand if she doesn't like him fighting. Like yeah. the first game that she goes to see, he gets in a fight. No, I know. It's really not impressive, you yeah. know. And uh, and she storms out. Yeah. And, uh, and but you know, it's something. Like, it's not that big a deal, I yeah. don't think. And I don't know. And she, I just didn't understand her arc at all when she kind of goes a little more crazy and crazy. And then so. yeah, not literally none of that made any sense to me. Yeah. And I don't know if it was partially because I was just like still waking up and kind of out of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, and and like the the her bandmate is like giving her pills at some point or did he find the pills? I'm not sure. Cause you know, they, they, they smoked weed, yeah. uh, which is it's fine, but I think it was almost alluded to that, you know, if you, it's a hippie counterculture, you smoke weed, it's going to lead to other things. And yeah, I don't, maybe that was what they were trying to, maybe that's why she became, you know, it was kind of crazy as she, as she did later yeah. on. I'm not sure. Yeah, they also alluded to something about her family history that was upsetting her, but they never that never paid off in terms of no. yeah, and like she was she was frightened of thunder. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for no for no, for no for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 other than just for an excuse for Billy to end up at her house, but then for yeah. them to not have sex. Well, that's you know I even wrote down whenever you see uh, a, a movie and it's raining and everyone gets wet. It always turns into a sex scene. They, yeah. get, they go back and say, oh, I must get out of these clothes. And they end <laughs> by the fire or something. And I even wrote down rain plus wet clothes equals sex. And then, but like, 10 minutes later, but not this time. Yeah. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, it didn't, it, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Except for her, to, she gave him the uh, the love beads, which he promptly throws in the garbage. On yeah. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, again, like, did he, was he not, I thought he was into her. Yeah. Like if someone yeah. I'm into gives me something like that, I'm not just going to throw in the garbage yeah. on, on the way of the like, apartment. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, he also wander seemed... Wander off. And he also, he didn't have a car, so like, how's he going to get home there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the pouring rain. Right. Well, I love, I love the scene when he's, uh, when he, he's, he's leaving his mom for the first time and he gets on the train and he's got his skates. You know, that's all he has. Yeah. Just his skates. There's no skate guards on him. He's just over his shoulder just to show that he's a hockey player getting on a train. You know, you, usually that stuff's packed in with the rest of your gear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. You might need it, though. Yeah, on, you never know. Way. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it, also, it, also, it also seems like, um, like Art Hindle had a very cherished fur jacket that was just his own wardrobe because because he he's he appears in this movie and three years later in black, black christmas, christmas yeah. with a very, with yeah, a very large fur overcoat that's funny i was talking to my friend alex uh, uh, black christmas is his favorite movie oh nice and we did black christmas for our podcast nice and we yeah we, we, we did that that's uh, right yeah months ago yeah that's right because I, I remember william you said uh you told me you did it and i, and I mentioned black christmas doing it. i was like wait we just did that like, yeah to go. but uh we talked about his fur coat as i was and uh alex um he goes uh, what was his name in uh, in face off Billy. Mm. What was the killer's name in uh, in Black Christmas? In Black Christmas yeah. Billy. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a, that's a coincidence. It probably is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he loved that fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to actually do a freeze frame and see if it is the same one or not. Because uh, if it idea. is, then it was, would probably be his. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got to well, it's like um, show off my Nicolas fur. Cage and uh, Wild at Heart. That was his jacket, that snakeskin jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. But you never saw it, in, like in you know, leaving Las Vegas or anything like that. Right, It'd be kind of weird, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably a David Lynch thing where he 
saw saw Nicolas Cage walk in with it. He's like, all right, yeah. th- this will make you probably five times crazier. And that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I want out of you because you're Nicolas Cage. Exactly. <laughs> The movie tries to show this like this this backstage version of NHL life. Like, yeah. They go to this they go to the parties with the with the wives and all that mm. stuff. Now, um, because of the participation of the NHL, I would I just thought like maybe they would have some input into the script. So I'm led to think like they were okay with this depiction of of the hockey lifestyle as this. Um, you know, this closed, almost a country club type of setting, and the wives are there to support their guys. Right. So this this view of Sherry as uh, an unwelcome person into this um, lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, that she doesn't belong, uh, that all the characters reinforce to Sherry, you know, you don't belong here. Um, it, it just seems like this this view of, of that the movie presents that goes unchallenged mm-hmm. and uh, and I so I, I'm it's it's a weird thing that I, I guess uh, for a love story to say like yeah the girl does not belong does not deserve to be with this guy well and I guess the only way that it gets challenged is by her just kind of frantically saying you know like you've got too much ego like I'm scared that you're gonna get hurt or whatever like it only comes through her and the way that it comes through her is in this very much like playing into the kind of idea that like like women are crazy and and don't like sports and and you know just want their men to to kind of provide for them and and have a have a normal job or whatever and like, yeah it it, it it didn't really make much sense because you know why why would they exclude her it made no sense yeah you know like it's not like they're like a, they're a bunch of swingers or something and you know there's this yeah. like it wasn't like the the parties and stuff weren't particularly debauched or anything they're just yeah. standing around having drinks and chatting and laughing like you know yeah like, i guess that the like the kind of swingery aspect of it is somewhat alluded to through the coach's wife when, oh, when she, at, the New Year's, at the New Year's party, she's talking to Sherry and she's like, yeah, you know, there's so many of you that come in and out that it's hard to keep track. And <laughs> right. Or at least like at least like a, the sort of the, the groupy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. especially the young guys are, who are single, they probably have, you know, lots of uh, women interested in them and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So maybe that. But still, like, why would you not want to at least welcome talk to them or you know be friendly yeah. to them because she's she didn't have it she had a problem with that party too she i think she ran away that i don't know if, there, I don't know if there's thunder in the background of the party that's <laughs> fr- that freaked her out but she you know, she was out of there too she looked like she, to me she was like boring and why would you want to be with her anyway she's afraid yeah. of everything and angry at everything yeah uh, so her, her character just it just she just drove me crazy i think I, I feel like i feel like more than anything it's just a failing of of the screenwriters not creating a believable relationship yeah. and and that maybe translating into like she just had nothing really to work with. Yeah, yeah, actor, that's that, that's probably it because yeah. there, there wasn't much of a character there, and there yeah. was no the character arc made no sense to me. And mm-hmm. maybe they just wanted to do a hockey movie and then sort of you know just to maybe bring another audience in yeah. besides hockey fans. Yeah. yeah, to so they had to wrap a, a story around. But then it. also to teach those other audience members that drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. <laughs> yeah, that uh, counterculture lifestyle is bad. Yeah. yeah. When Sherry runs away from the party with the with the hockey people, uh, and then Billy goes looking for her and finds her at her house. I'm not sure where she was. She was at yeah. a house with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So it was. It, yeah. And the New Year's party, she does end up back at her house because there were the guitars in the background. Right. Mm-hmm. So why why would she be at a different New Year's Eve party and when there's, well, there's one a party at her, her house? house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the juxtaposition of those two parties, though, the establishment party with the, with the hockey guys and their wives and the, the hippies party where they're just, it seems like they're high on something. They're all drugs. Dr- they're all, 
They're all just and, uh, and the, their managers trying to give yeah. her acid. Yeah, and and there's and they're listening to one guy sing folk songs. Yeah, and I was just I was really finding it hard to choose which party I'd like to be at. <laughs> I like to go to both. I you know like I because I like my the guys I play hockey with are some of my best friends. I like hanging with them, their their wives, their significant others are they're all great. So I would like to do that. I'd also like to go to the party with the drugs and the, uh, <laughs> the music and the hippies. So why not? <laughs> so the ending of this movie is just beyond absurd. No, no, it was ridiculous. I I, I, I was like, really? That's really that's it made no that made no sense to me. Yeah, like basically, the, it, it's set up where. I, oh, I guess even just going back to when to when Billy gets um, gets suspended for five games because he he throws a ref on the ice, right? Like they're in a fight and he just accidentally knocks over the ref, but accidentally that, on purpose kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, oh, I didn't see him. Whatever. So anyway, he gets suspended, and and it's like the you know this this absurd like they need to win two games and they need to win two and tie one game out of the last six. They, they, he, they kind of made it easily complicated but, with the, but, the tie but, in there. But for the rest of the season, they're leading the league. Yeah. Whereas now, whereas now they need they need to they need to make up these five points so that they can so that they can even make the playoffs. Make the playoffs it just, yeah. None of it makes sense. Yeah. But I guess like Billy's made to to feel you know like he's failed the team because he's supposed to be their star player and he's only going to be there for the final game. And of course, it gets down to the final game and they need to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coach is wanting them to stay focused. So it's like, okay, you guys have a nine o'clock curfew, but Billy has promised to call Sherry at nine o'clock <laughs> so that they can discuss their relationship because yep. she's going off to San Francisco and they're going to meet. Oh, they're going to meet. Yeah, actually going to meet. Yeah, it's this big ultimatum. Blah blah blah. So Sherry shows up, it's nine o'clock, and they're talking back and forth about how, you know, they're going to fix things, whatever. The coach comes out and is like, you got to get back inside. You got five seconds or, or else you're off the team. <laughs> and um, Sherry takes off and fucking dies. She yeah. drives her car, drives her car off like, a bridge or something like and that. And then the movie just ends. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's one more scene. That's, yeah. yeah. It, well, I guess it ends with, with Billy not... Showing up to the final game, but then showing up like two minutes later, or like after the game's already in progress, yeah. and then ends on a freeze frame before he gets onto the ice to save the team yeah, because yeah. they're two they're two goals behind. Or <laughs> like, yeah, I know. That, it's like what uh, message are they trying to deliver? I don't know. Like <laughs> he he committed to the team. That's what that was. That's what was needed finally to commit to the team was the was the death of Sherry. <laughs> so so like uh, she she was so upset about him. Going to wanting to play hockey, she killed herself. Is that was that what we're talking? Is that what? what well, I think to say? she was so upset. I don't know why she was upset, but I guess maybe she was upset because he decided to go back inside as opposed to finishing the conversation. Right. Um, so she's crying but and like it's a little dramatic like, though. Also, well, <laughs> it's all way think, too dramatic. Yeah. I think you're putting too much on Sherry's shoulders. Cause, yeah, because the coach also tells her like you don't. Again, he reinforces you don't belong in yeah. this world. Yeah. So, so the coach also tells her like to get lost. Yeah. So, but, what, but why? Yeah. But why? She, everyone else has a, a spouse, a girlfriend, or whatever. Oh, it doesn't make why? sense. I know. <laughs> just like, the, who cares? No, yeah. <laughs> that, that your star player should be miserable is going to benefit the team. Yeah. Doesn't quite make sense. I would, I yeah. would think, I would think that like before the big game, like you should, 
you should be spending time with your significant other and and not have like some pent up sexual frustration. Oh, no, but they do that. In, I think they do that in football and other really. In other they keep them away from their. Oh, I remember. Yeah. The, I remember a World Cup thing a number of years ago. Uh, I think it was the Italian team. I, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but yeah, the coach said yeah, we can't have sex for two weeks before the the World Cup because you know builds up all the uh, pent up aggression and stuff. Yeah. You don't want to be going there all mellow and happy and stuff. It's like. <laughs> Really? Yeah, well, that, and that's why they have those uh, champagne showers after the match. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that why? <laughs> it is all very homoerotic. In yeah, it's very, it's very symbolic. <laughs> um, it uh, the ending, I think, uh, is is one of those things that doesn't sit well with audi- with me as an as an audience member. Yeah. Because uh, again, it's it's this. Uh, uh, they've set up a love story, and then they they said that the protagonist is better off. Alone, yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna benefit the team because he is miserable. Which which is which is fine, and and it, like it doesn't really matter. Like it's it's fine <laughs> it's fine to do that, but it's uh it's also fine to do it the other way. Like it doesn't. I think it's just the the way they did it. They were I thought found them really boring. They're a boring couple. There's, just, there's, there's, there's this montage of them up at the the cabin or whatever. They're just like rolling in the snow and like there's a montage of them being boring. Yeah. Like who wants to? I didn't want to watch that. I was like, <laughs> like should I fast forward? Should I fast forward? I I didn't because I just in case I missed something. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, the, yeah, it's, it, I, I liked the movie less and less as it went along, uh-huh. and the ending I was just like, man. And it was it was it was almost two hours too. It was like an hour and forty five minutes long. It could have they could have easily chopped a bunch of that stuff out of there. Yeah, or the boring stuff. More hockey, less boring. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess one thing that I think is notable is the cinematography. By Donald Wilder. Okay. I felt I felt like there were some really interesting compositions and um, like some very efficient camera moves in terms of like showing the band practicing and then and then Billy shows up and they reframe a, a second shot. Like there's no, there wasn't a lot of cutting right um, between between a lot of those a lot of those scenes. So um, that was that was something that I, I think at least yeah no deserves some recognition. It, it, um, yeah no it was it was well shot and I loved I loved the hockey stuff. It was cool seeing like as I was mentioned before like Stan Makita and Gordy Howe and Bobby Orr and stuff like that. I, was, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. The rest of it. I could have done without. I could yeah. have just watch like twenty minutes of like of an old hockey game and, yeah. been, and been happy. And also um, Harold Ballard. I'm not sure if he owned the Leafs he at the did, time. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He was the doctor for the Leafs. He had a little cameo in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> he's he he became quite hated in Toronto after yeah. a while. Yeah, he refused to bring Russian players in, and he was just a just a bigot, and a buffoon, and the the team was tanking and stuff. So. But it's interesting that he actually was in the movie, not as himself, but as a, a team mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the director, George McGowan, actually has a long career in uh, television work. And so I was I wonder if that contributed to kind of the... The melodramatic feel yeah. and, uh, yeah, boringness. <laughs> yeah, it just it feels very TV movie-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was thinking of that opening shot where we see the young Billy on the pond with, uh, with the little makeshift um, rink that his father's made for him. I mean, that looks... That, that's that Tim Hortons commercial that was yeah. that was a few years ago. It was a popular campaign where, where dads would make a backyard rink for their kids. Yeah, I wonder if they took that from the movie. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And then the the, the boring the boring date montage mm-hmm. that you talked about that reminds me of so many um, like late uh, late seventies early eighties um, like soft drink ads or something. Right, where, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just like generic white couples frolicking. <laughs> yeah, frolicking yeah. in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, the, I, I guess, yeah, and like when you say generic white couples, uh, I guess one thing I was hoping for, like being this being a movie made in the 70s, I guess I was hoping for the, the cultural diversity that came out of that era that seems to have disappeared in a lot of modern movie making, but mm. or and and is kind of making more of a resurgence now, I guess. Right. But it just didn't really seem to happen. There, there was no. one there there was one black character at the beginning in the in the bar that they went in, went to and right. she like congratulated Billy, and then I think maybe one later, and then I guess I guess um, chief chief. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Toronto was uh, not as. Uh, ethically diverse in the 70s as it is now yeah i'm, I'm not exactly sure but well, that, I, I, th- I feel like it probably was but mm-hmm. i think it, i think it might have just I, I, not in the I, hockey world that's for yeah sure. oh certainly yeah, yeah. and I, I mean that's still the same today yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah now the um in the credits the filmmakers thank like a bunch of hockey teams like uh, mm-hmm. the, the leafs and the bruins and, and some others they also they thank the vancouver canucks and the and the California the Golden, Golden Seals. Seals. Yeah. yeah, that was a that, that was, Golden Seals were a, a team at the time. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I'm guessing that's when they went to San Francisco because uh, we saw them like which is weird because uh, a day out, they saw the bridge. I guess, I guess they played in San Francisco. I, I'm assuming. Guess, yeah, because yeah, we I don't didn't see that game. The, no, or yeah. the Vancouver. There's no Vancouver game. That's right. Yeah, because they mentioned they're going to Vancouver, but there's no Vancouver game. And I was I, I was thought, I, wait, who did they who did they play in the in the final game? Uh, I think it was Montreal, maybe. Oh, I thought it. I thought it actually was Vancouver. Was it? I don't. I thought, or I thought, I thought but there, there wasn't even. But there really wasn't much footage of the final game because, as you said, yeah. like the he gets on the ice or whatever, and then yeah. that's, the movie's over. They show the scoreboard with the, with the, the names of the cities, and yeah. then they don't. Show I care. I can't footage. remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, anyway, but I was just the Golden Seals. I guess mm. they were based in San Francisco because otherwise, I, there's no reason for see, them to visit the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't remember them. I remember them being a California team, but you know, this, this was in the '70s, and I don't remember them being from San Francisco. I thought they were from like um, Sacramento or Anaheim or something. I could be wrong. It would make sense if they were from San Francisco, since they were in yeah. San Francisco. But it would be kind of also make sense for this this movie if they're in San Francisco and there's no hockey team there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. The DVD that I uh, borrowed from Black Duck Video. Yes. Uh, by the way, not a sponsor of this program. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know I had to be to get on the show. <laughs> no, you don't have to be. No. Um, it, had, um, it had the trailer on there. Right. And, uh, oh, did you watch the uh, SCTV parody? I did. Yeah. yeah that, I remember watching that when it was on when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But it was fun to watch again. Yeah. With uh, uh, Daryl, uh, John Candy as Daryl Sittler as... Uh, Billy Stempovalishki. Yeah. Power play. That is, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's hilarious. And it, it kind of it hits this movie. Like, is it a specific right parody of this movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't watch that because my DVD was ringing. Yeah. It's short. It's only like five minutes or something like yeah. that. But it's, it's well worth watching. It's, it's pretty yeah. great. It's way better than the rest of the other movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the trailer, the tagline was um, all about fighting your way to the top Ooh. and finding no one there. <laughs> really? That's a tagline for the from the trailer. Yeah, so. that's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess like there's there's a trend in Canadian movies to just be overly miserable, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that that could be part of of what the, what's going on in this movie as well. That they just have to make it feel like he, like couldn't, he, couldn't, can't, he can't he can't be happy. It couldn't have a happy ending. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It makes me think of. And I guess this is this maybe is kind of leading into our overall rating for the movie. It makes me think of Hello Destroyer from a few years ago. I haven't watched that yet. We just picked up at the store. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I heard so, it's really so it good. does have a DVD release. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one's about. Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, I feel like we might have seen it together. But anyway, um, 
that one's about a, a kid in northern BC that's supposed to be, you know, the next the next hockey hotshot, and um, he uh, he he checks this guy into the boards, ends up with this brain injury, and you know he's it's kind of questionable whether it was intentional or not. Right. So he's he's kind of outcast from the league Dealing and has to go back to his hometown, and um, it's just it's just oppressive and, and miserable, and yeah. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that I guess it's not the only way that that Canadian that that hockey movies have been made in Canada because obviously there's Goon which is I love Goon. just a, a rolling <laughs> fun, so fun time but yeah um, yeah I don't know I guess maybe it's not enough to just be a movie about hockey like do, like I, I'd be interested to to watch more hockey movies especially ones made in Canada mm. and and get a better sense of like is that is that something that kind of goes along with the genre but I don't think I don't so know. because I mean there's there's miracle and there's right. there's slap, slap shot, shot yeah. and it, um, I guess those are really the only other two that I've seen probably. Yeah. But there's a there's a really good one about Ted Lindsay that was a Canadian film. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was it had really had great um, um, hockey scenes because I, I find uh, like sports gener- sports movies generally the sports looks unconvincing in a lot of yeah. movies. Hockey being I think probably the most egregious one. Yeah. Um, but this one had great, amazing scenes. I wish I could remember what it was called. We had it at the store for a long time. There's also a really good uh, mini series uh, about the Canada Russia '72 series. Okay, it's like a four, uh, it's like a, a four part or like four hour movie. But it, it has actors playing, you know, um, of, uh, oh nice Phil Esposito and and all like everybody that was involved in that. It's mm-hmm. really good too. But it has a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the, as far as other as far as other hockey movies go, there's you know there's a handful that you know you could put on a put on as being good good hockey movies. Yeah, and I guess like the, the typical structure of a sports movie is is something that's uplifting and and you know you the, the fight adversity. Yeah, the know, play, and the, or 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 fight their own ego. Like that's mm-hmm. that's another one. And and he kind of does that here, but I also feel like he doesn't really learn much. No. <laughs> By the end of it, he just, all that he learns is that, okay, my girlfriend's dead, so now I can play hockey. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, and, and there's really no, there's no, there's not, there's none of the team aspect, which should play into a sports movie that, that is centered around. I team wanted sport. more of that because if, for some reason, as we mentioned earlier, he's presented as not a team player. It's kind of an, an, out, an yeah. outcast in the team. And I didn't get that at all. Yeah. You know, the, the, like the team seemed, seemed fine with him. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and then someone would say something like, especially the coach, you're not a team player. Yeah. You know, they, 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 <laughs> there's a line, a, a stupid line that I think is John Vernon says, or maybe it was the owner of the, uh, the Leafs at the time. He says, I, I wanted a goal scorer, not a guerrilla fighter. Yeah. Like, what the hell's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> a guerrilla fighter. I didn't see that. Like, fight. Anyways, we could go on and on about that. But uh, yeah, it's just it, it's not it's not a good hockey movie. I'm yeah. just gonna no. leave it at that. Mm. All right. So we uh, turn to our made up and arbitrary rating system. Not so arbitrary anymore, but certainly one that we made up. Yeah. Um, when you made it up. Yes, with uh, I, I can't with your credit. input. Okay, well then just... I, my input was just saying, okay, that's, that's fine. That's <laughs> that. that works. <laughs> All right, so we're going to... We select a movie that is a good uh, comparison point to this movie, and then we will rate uh, today's movie against it from minus 10 to plus 10. Okay. Um, it sounds complicated, but I think we could, uh, we could <laughs> work our way through this thing. <laughs> just how much more do you like this movie versus the other movie, or how much less do you like this movie versus yeah. the other movie? Right, okay. Uh, I'm tempted to say a good reference point is Goon. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, a similar type of story about a hockey player who chooses between, or not chooses between, but balances life between the girlfriend and the team. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're, we're following Goon. 
goon is your zero point. Okay. And how you feel about face-off is going to be above, goon. above or below. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put way below. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, do you want a number? Yeah. Between like one and a hundred or one and ten. Oh, minus ten. ten to plus ten. Minus ten. <sighs> minus ten. I didn't. I didn't like this movie at all. Wow. No, I. I thought it was a part. Take out the hockey, and I. It was. It drove me crazy. No, I. I, I feel bad because it's one of my good friend's favorite movies, <laughs> and I hope he doesn't listen to this. But uh, I did not like it at all. Yeah. It's just. As by the end, I was like, oh, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> well, but yeah, no, I was. I, I couldn't recommend it. I, I well, I could recommend it on the f- just for the cultural oddity that it is. It's of the era. It has amazing access that you'd never get down to any of the NHL teams yeah. with actual players. I was, but I saw. Well, maybe I'm a little harsh. Minus <laughs> ten. I'm going to revise. I'm going to say uh, minus eight, just for the fact I'd enjoyed the hockey scenes. Yeah. Okay. But apart from that, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah, I'd say I'd say minus seven, minus eight. Well, for. Basically the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I th- I I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it is culturally significant mm-hmm. because it's it's Canada's version of selling that stereotype of of what our sport is. Um, it it treats hockey the way that American movies treat football, mm. and I think I think that's really interesting that we can do it as badly for hockey as Americans <laughs> do it for football. Um, so kind of kind of like a, a time capsule example of Canadian filmmaking from seventy one. Um, I guess I'm a little bit forgiving, mm. but still, it's not a good movie. It's, yeah. it's so against Goon. This one is like a minus five. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really wanted it to be better. Yeah, I really did. But uh, sometimes you don't get you what, get what you want. Yeah, and I'll uh, apologize to making you guys watch this. Oh, pretty bad movie. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, please no. don't apologize. Yeah, yeah no, we um, we always get something out well, of it, and, it yeah. and I just want like I've been wanting to watch it, and I thought, wow, this is a great yeah. time to watch it. So because uh, you threw a, three other, a few other titles that which I would have been happy to watch as well, but I thought, oh, because I was going through my Canadian section and just seeing what was in there, it's like, all oh, right, face off. So yeah. yeah, let's do that one. Yeah, and so, here we are. And uh, if 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 we're lucky, a few people will. Despite our <laughs> slagging of it, go and go and rent a copy of Black Dog Video. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? If, if you like, if you like hockey, old timey hockey, and uh, terrible folk songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. come on by. Well, consider it as as the second feature of the night. There you go. Yeah, yeah. For the actually for the for the um, for the kind of counterculture folk side of things, um, a, a, an interesting sort of comparison point. I recently watched. Um, one sings the other. The other doesn't, which is from the seventies by uh, Agnes Varda. Okay, oh. and she actually she kind of created this narrative around, um, I guess, a statement that she wanted to make about women's rights and abortion in the seventies, and um, actually shot a lot of it at different protests oh, cool. that were happening. It, so 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 you got this kind of quasi documentary feel to it, um, and and the music is. Again, kind of so-so, but 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 it fits within the the framework of of you know kind of folk anthems, I guess you could right. say, and okay. um, it, it it delivers a strong message, and and okay. it was interesting. So yeah, that, cool. that was a good one to to check out as well. That's a very high bro recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Name again of that movie? That one sings, the other doesn't. Okay. Um, it occurred to me that a, a nice, uh, an interesting reference point was uh, if, if you look at um, the protagonist choosing between establishment culture and counterculture would be Forrest Gump 
<laughs> well, I was thinking of, I was thinking Forrest Gump as well because you know, they have a pretty negative uh, view of uh, hippie counterculture in that movie as well. Mm. Um, I hate that movie. <laughs> but uh, when you when you were mentioning that, it's like you know, Forrest Gump. I thought you were going to say Forrest Gump. Actually, okay, yeah. 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 movie, but uh, yeah. Uh, good to yeah. Good so, then how, where does uh, Forrest Gump fit on the shelves at your store? Where does it fit? Uh, well, it's in a Robert Zemeckis section, but um, <laughs> I yeah I don't it's 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 in the bottom. There. <laughs> yeah, I will not be recommended. I, I just I, the movie drives me crazy. But, uh, that's for another. So podcast. even so even <laughs> if it's a if, even if it's a good money maker, you put it on the bottom shelf. Yeah, well, his his, his name starts with Z too, so it's going to go on the bottom <laughs> shelf. <laughs> you do have it, right? I yeah. don't. I thought I thought there was. A t- uh, there was a time when you didn't have it. Yeah, in the store. it took a lot. It took a lot of persuading to get me right. to, to get that movie in there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's a it's a half decent runner. People love it. You yeah, know, it won the Oscar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. If yeah, there, had, if, there if was a, there was a podcast going for a while um, called the the Canon, mm-hmm. where they basically oh, look was, at was, old was, movies and yeah, and and, and decide good. whether or not it should be considered part of the canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the hosts actually got he got, got a little bit of hot water there yeah, with some sexual sexual uh, harassment yeah, stuff. But yeah. um, bit I of a douchebag. I can't remember his name, but anyway, yeah, we don't yeah, need to call remember. him out. But yeah. um, I remember that being a very contentious conversation with one of them saying, "This is a total garbage movie." That's like presenting these conservative values that I don't agree with mm-hmm. and then uh, the other side of it being you know this this kind of technical marvel and blah mm-hmm. blah blah so yeah uh, I haven't that. seen it in probably 20 years I ago. watched it once yeah, a long long time ago <laughs> but if you if if we ever get our podcast up and running almost every episode uh, I I shit on Forrest Gump at some point in the in the in the podcast. Nice. It just it, it wasn't planned it just kind of worked out that way yeah. but it, it it's right. kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, Darren Gay, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Talk well, about thanks, sir. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This is great. It was a pleasure. We managed to get through this whole thing and not make a joke about about. Or I guess you mentioned Nicolas Cage, but we didn't actually reference the fact that no. this is yeah. the same name of a of a popular John John, John Woo John Woo movie. Yeah. 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 Which is a lot more fun than this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, if they could have an Art Hindle and uh, someone switching faces in this movie, yeah. that might have been interesting. <laughs> And, and just just to reiterate, uh, if if your podcast does go live uh, again, it's Black Dog Video. Uh, Black Dog After Dark. Black Dog After Dark. Yeah, it'll be worldwide. <laughs> As well, everything on the internet. Is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Audrey. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.